0: Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. Welcome to the City of David Dartford podcast. Be blessed as you listen to this message from our pastor.
1: Praise the Lord. Good evening, everyone. Good to be back. Good to see us. Hope you're enjoying the weather so far. We thank God for... For his faithfulness. Please let us pray. Father Lord God, we thank you. We bless you. We give you praise, we glorify your name, for gift of life, for your faithfulness, for your mercy, for your kindness upon our lives, for our families, for ourselves, for our homes, for our church, for the nations. Be Thou exalted, O oh God. Thank you for loving us. Bible says you first love us, and that while we are yet sinners you sent your son to die for us as we go through this word holy spirit divine come and teach us by yourself in jesus name let your name alone be glorified thank you king of glory the gentle days will bless you for in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen brethren good evening everyone those of us at work well done those on the road safe journey those of us at home good evening once again I pray that by the time we finish, our love for God will have increased in Jesus' name. So our theme for the month is Loving God. Loving God. Loving God. We started on Sunday and our Father and the Lord took us through some Bible passages. We'll take some of the Bible passages again. And then I pray the Lord himself will teach us in Jesus' name. So, I'll just be speaking briefly on a topic called, love is never free. Love is not free, it is never free. Our main text is from John chapter 3 verse 16. John three sixteen, Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. So, God loved the world. So what did he do? He gave. Love is never free. I'm, I'm not here to talk about and offering. Far from it. But love is never free. Love is costly. Love is demanding. Love is tasking. Why do we love then? If love is all this, there is nothing as good as love. Praise the Lord. So loving God goes beyond. Praying, it goes beyond. Going to church, it goes beyond. There's much, much more... To loving God. It takes more than religious acts. I think about three weeks ago, when Pastor Labishi was teaching, and we read one of the most popular passages people read on wedding days, 1 Corinthians 13. Say, Love is this, love is that. Say, You can give, you can be sold, you can do all that, yet not, that is not true love. Praise the Lord. So, What does it mean then to love God? Our theme is loving God. So what does it mean to love God? We'll just take two few points. I have, I think, about seven points here. And we'll look at some Bible passages. And then we'll be able to cross-check. Because at the end of this, you will be able to check with ourselves. Do I truly love God? I think that is the bottom line. We've said you can be pain tight and not love God. You can give offering. You can walk in church and still not love God if the motive is not right. Praise the Lord. So, to love God is to know him. The first point I have here is to love God is to know him. You cannot claim someone that you cannot claim to love someone you do not really know. We have to know him so that we can better understand what he wants for us, what he wants from us. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. Philippians 3, verse 10. To love God is to know him. Philippians 3, verse 10. Apostle Paul. What did he say? He said, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings be made known conformable unto his death that I may know him. In this same passage, he talks about power. He talks about resurrection. He talks about fellowship. He talks about suffering. He talks about His death. To know God, you have to understand his power, the power of his resurrection. What does he mean? Why did Jesus Christ actually come? You can't claim to know God, that you love God, when you refuse to give your life to him. That's the starting point. God gave us his best. Our proof that we know him and that we love him is to give him our best. And the best we have to offer is our lives. To love him is to know him. To love him is to give our lives to him. Because that is the starting point. When you refuse to give your life to God, you cannot genuinely or truly claim that you love God. Praise the Lord. We show our love to God by spending time with him. You can't claim to love someone and you refuse to spend time with the person. We show our love to God by the kind of amount of time we spend with him. How often do we desire his presence? I hope we're checking in our minds, in our hearts, do I really love God? Truthfully. So how do we spend time with him? Through Bible, prayers, fellowship, going to church, doing all those things where we know he'll be present. He said, wherever two or three are gathered together in his name, is there in their midst. Let's look at book of James chapter 4, verse 8. James chapter 4, verse 8. Bible says, Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Praise the Lord. God wants to spend time with us. Just imagine that. That someone like me, God desire to spend time with me. Say, draw near to God. And he will draw near to, to us. Every time we make ourselves available, God is ready for a fellowship. We show our love by spending time with him, So the question is, do we love to spend time with him? When we compare things we spend time on, when we compare things that takes our time, when we compare things that we love doing, is God even in the ranking at all? God wants to spend time with us. I hope we make time to spend time with him. Number three, to love God is to obey him. We show our love to God through obedience. We do what He wants. The Bible says in John chapter 14, verse 15. John 14, 15. Jesus Christ says, If you love me, keep my commandment. It's as simple as that. You cannot claim to love me and you refuse to to do what I ask. We show our love to God by obeying Him. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. 1 John chapter 5, verse 3. One of the reasons people said they, they can't obey God is because it, his commandments are too difficult. The Bible says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. His commandments are not burdensome. What does Bible mean by that? Love is never free. People say, in fact, I have 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 had someone say that directly to me. Is it true that two people give ten percent in this country? That you give ten percent of your income to God? Said yes. Say why? You must be crazy. So, one of my colleagues, so I asked him, it's it's a, what do you call these people? uh, Season ticket order. Yes. I don't want to mention the football club. (laughs) It's season ticket order. And he was telling me, there was a year he followed the team to Germany. He followed them to Rome. He followed them, they were playing in the Champions League. So I asked him, How much does it cost? I said, "Don't go there." And you said I was crazy to give ten percent of my income to God. Bible says, "His commandments are not burdensome, when you look at it truthfully. His commandments are not burdensome." We've had it before. Everybody pay tithes. Either you pay to God or you pay somewhere else. But it's not about tithe and offering. To love God is to worship and praise him. To love God is to worship and praise him. What does it mean to worship God? What do we really mean to worship God? You know, during the time we were talking about husband and wife's relationships, almost every man, almost everybody that talks, one of the things that men want is respect. So I ask, because it that women don't want to respect. <laughs> of course. It's very difficult to worship. Because when you worship, you give your whole. When you worship, you acknowledge the sovereignty of God over, over you. You hand over your entirety. Because what you worship, it means that you said, I belong to you. You own me. Praise the Lord. Bible says in Luke chapter 4 verse 8. Luke chapter 4 verse 8. This was when Jesus was being tempted. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get behind me, Satan. For it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and him only you shall, you shall serve. Only God we shall serve. One of the ways we show that we love God is by worshipping and praising him. To worship means, we've, we've debated this before, what's the difference between worship and praise. You praise God as a result of what has, what God has done. Maybe whatever it is God has done, you praise God. But you worship God, irrespective of whether you are happy or not. You worship God just because he's God. One of the ways we show that we love God is that when we worship and praise him. When things are good, when things are not good, we keep worshipping. That is one of the sure signs of loving God. Praise the Lord. How do we love God? Number, number five. To love God is to serve him. You cannot claim that you love God. And you see the work of God suffering and you refuse to partake, to participate on Sunday during Sunday school, I think it was during the review that we were talking about um, discipleship. and at the review we were arguing that every Christian is a disciple. and we said no, every Christian is true they might have given their lives to God, but a true disciple is the one that says whatever God wants. I give. And I give an example that what he might want from Pastor Julius might be different from what he wants from Bradiji or from Shiji. We call Abraham father of faith. God said, that's your son that you love most. Sacrifice him to me. And truthfully, many believers down the line have given their Isaac to God. The same way Abraham did. Many Christians, God always asks to know whether we truly love him or not for our Isaac. May might not ask physical Isaac, but things that replace God in our hearts. When God wants you to give it, are you willing to give? That is a true test of love. To love God is to serve God. Joshua 22 verse 5. Joshua 22 verse 5. The Bible says, but take careful heed to do the commandment and the law which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you. To love the Lord your God, to walk in his ways, to keep his commandment, to hold fast to him, and to serve him with all your heart and with all your soul. To love God is to serve God. How do you serve God? Is it when it is convenient? Or when it is not convenient? Do you serve God only when you feel like? Do you serve God? Many people say, I can't walk in church again. Everything I've done, I've been rubbished, I've been insulted, I've been. The, The question is, do you truly love God? Anyway, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. Number six, to love God is to trust in Him. To love God is to trust him absolutely. (laughs) To love God is to trust him absolutely. Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5. Psalm 37, verses 4 and 5. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. What does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? Make yourself happy in the Lord. Encourage yourself in the Lord. Be happy in the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Hmm. I've asked myself times without number, do I truly trust God? Trust issues. Many of us Genuinely, do we trust God? Do we really, really trust God? That he will do what he says he will do? Or, when the alternatives are there, do we always go for the alternatives? This is just to provoke our thoughts. To love God is to trust him absolutely. Number seven, lastly for now, to love God is to put him first. To love God is to put him first. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. Mark chapter 12, verse 30. The Bible says, And you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. This is the first commandment. To love God, is to put him first. What does it mean to put God first? Unfortunately, there there are no congregation here to ask straight away. But please, if you have any question, put it down. Or if you want to answer any comments to any of these points, because these are just to provoke our thoughts. This is not all in any way. This list is not exclusive in any way whatsoever. But it's just to provoke our thoughts that do I truly love God? Our topic again is Love is never free. It's costly. It's tasking. It's expensive. To love God is to put him first. Praise the Lord. So why do we need to love God? 1 John chapter 4, verse 19. 1st John chapter 4, verse 19. And then we'll go back to our main text. 1 John 4:19 says, We love him because he first Loved us. God is not a slave master. God, God is not the one that will "Do this." Bible says, "We love Him because He first loved us." How did He demonstrate His love to us? Bible says in Romans chapter five verse eight. Romans chapter five verse eight. Please let's read it. Romans five eight says. But God demonstrates His love, His own love towards us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Praise the Lord. God demonstrated His love for us, that while we were still sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. So, before we go into questions, I would like to say. Ask yourself, do you love God? Do you genuinely love God? Are you a fair-weather Christian? We love when things are good. We love when things are rosy. We love God when prayers are answered. Do we love God when there is money in the, account, in the bank account? Do we love God when there is food at home? Do we only love God when we have jobs? Do we love God when things we are asking God for has been done? Do we genuinely love God despite the unanswered prayers, despite the difficult situations, despite that prayer point that has been there for ages, for years? Do we completely love God? Brethren, he demonstrated his love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ chose to die for us. The main text that we read on Sunday, one of the main texts that pastor read for us, when Jesus was asked, which one is the greatest commandment? And he said, there are two that are similar. The first is love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul. And the second is likewise, love your neighbor as yourself. And the Bible says, we cannot claim to love God when we refuse to love our neighbor that we see. Praise the Lord. Love is never free. Love is costly. But the best thing you can do for yourself, we can do for ourselves is to love God. There is no one that loves God that regrets. You cannot love God and lose. You cannot love God and be at the receiving end. Job was advised cause God and die. And he said and he, and he, and he said is he, a man is not meant to receive the good alone? He can't receive good and refuse the bad. Life is full is full of ups and downs. Our love will be tested our commitment to be tested. I, I met a guy years back. He, was, he has a prayer point that I knew about and he said he promised God that if God answered this prayer he will serve him with all that he has. And he said if God refused to answer that would be the end of his relationship with God. Unfortunately, there was, it was there's something he was trying to, to do and the thing came back negative. And he said to me, as far as he was concerned, never again. He doesn't want to hear anything about God. And I asked him a question. Jesus was Christ was on the cross for a sin that he did not commit. He was on the cross for something he did not do. And he said, if you are truly the Son of God, come down. We will believe you. If you are truly the Son of God, despite all the power that he has, he endured that suffering so that we could be saved. He endured all that suffering, so that I could be called a Christian. He endured all that suffering, so that I could be called a child of God. Please endure. Love is costly, but you will never regret. Praise the Lord. Let's bow down our heads and just say a short prayer before we go into question and answer. Let's thank God first. For loving me, Father, I thank you, I bless you, I glorify your name, for your love towards me, toward myself, toward my home, toward my children, toward my family, your love towards the Church of God. Father, we thank you. I thank you, Lord, for your love, for your love that I did not qualify for, but you choose to love me all the same. Father, I thank you. brethren, let us pray, ask God for grace, to love him genuinely, to love him unconditionally, to love him. At all times, with our strength, with our hearts, with our might, with all that we have, the grace to love God. Father, please bestow upon us, O God, that of a truth, who say, among those that genuinely love God, will be in the number. Be thou exalted, O God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that, Deacon Emmanuel. Definitely thought provoking. As you advised, you said it was going to be thought provoking. I thought it was really good. I thought it was, I, I gained a lot of it. Um, so the theme, like you said, is loving God, but, um, the subtitle is, or the subtext is love is never free. You mentioned seven points, and I'll sum them up very quickly. You said to love God is to know him. Knowing him helps us to understand what he wants. Second point, to show our love, we can show our love to God by the amount of time we spend. Then, how often do we desire God's presence? To love God is to obey him. To love God is to worship him and praise him. To love God is to serve him. Do we only serve God when it's convenient for us? To love God is to trust him absolutely. To love God, finally, is to put him first. I I thought they were really, really good. Thank you so much for that. Um, Whilst you were saying that, it definitely did provoke me because, well, right, sometimes, you know, when it's convenient for us, that's when we feel like it is, you know, God is amazing, God is this, God is great. You have so many synonyms for God. A to Z, everything, you can testify of God's goodness um but what happens when 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 it's tough and it's hard to love God or you know one's lost a loved one or you know you've been praying it's been a serious prayer point of yours and you've trusted God or you thought you heard God or you maybe you did hear hear God but it didn't come out the way you thought it would you know sometimes it's good it's nice when things are rosy we can say all these things but how practical is it to to love god when when things haven't haven't worked out as you'd hope and then for the next time you still serve him you still you know god is still good you haven't lost your faith but to trust him absolutely then becomes very very difficult so what would you advise in that in that scenario
1: thank you very much that's a very good question and it's a very practical question as well i, I would say it has to be deliberate Because when we see life for what life is, when we see life for what life is, some of the things we are desperate about, some of the things we cry about, they will no longer be that important. When we put things in proper perspective, because what you have said is very correct, you you actually want to love God, you actually serve God, but you've read the Word. You have sown the seed. You have fasted. You have prayed. And they said God answers prayer, but yet it's not answered. How can I trust him? Genuine and a true question. But when we now begin to look at the things that we are talking about, and the things, and the God we are talking about, we have examples in the Bible. Apostle Paul, one of the greatest apostles, he said he asked God, that God take this away from me. And God said no. My grace is sufficient for you. When things that we are looking for are not there, then we ask for grace. Once the grace comes, we see the thing for what it is. There is nothing that we can compare to God. If Paul, that God has used to raise the dead, we've seen people that that are doing exploits for God, and more than what they are doing for God, they are looking for the same thing, yet they do not have it. God says, my grace. So once the grace is there, then we'll see what we are praying for, for what it actually is. There is nothing to compare to God. I hope that answers your question. Yes, it does. Thank
0: you very much for that. Um, Another question I have here is, it's hard to love people we see, and loving God must be even harder because we cannot see him. What can help us to love God more?
1: Oh, (laughs) Oh goodness, good question. I think the, the starting point is to know him. You know, it is praise and worship is going on. People's reactions are different because they are getting their, their experience of God is different. It's the experience of God that we have that will make us just like husband and wife. Some we'll people say people are like onions. We see in layers. People that have been married for years, and then you get to know, say, Wow, I can't believe. This is my wife. I can't believe this is my husband. Much, much more God. Once we know God, then it is so easy. You know, you know when you see people, things that people are doing for God, it, it's purely because of the knowledge of God that we have. You know, for Apostle Paul, you know, he was giving us his own credentials in Philippians chapter 4. He said, I'm Hebrews of Hebrews. I'm a Pharisee. He said, when it comes to the law, I am blameless. He said, "Everything I have, I can't eat as dung. For what just I may know him? So once we know him, the more of him we know, the more we just want to just want to be with him. we, we, we will forever desire his, his presence. So I think the, the main thing is the more of him we know, because that's why the Bible says, the people you see that you know, you can't love them. how can you love God that you don't see, you can't see? So, knowing who determines how much and how well we will love God. Praise God.
0: Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for that. Um, another question is: What is the true price of love? What is the true price of love?
1: <laughs> I wish I know. <laughs> but the true price of love is the death on the cross. The death on the cross. The death on the cross. You know why? Bible says God is love. If you don't know God, if you don't have God, you cannot love. You know, you see people that say I'm in love. I can do anything. This is my the love of my life. And five years down the line, they file for divorce. The love of my life. You see people that say they love themselves, and then they fight, they beat themselves up to the point some people even kill. The true cost of love to me is the death on the cross. A a pure death. He said, some people can choose to die for their friends. For a good person. Some people are ready to do everything. But he said, for a bad person. said, even while we were sinners. Christ died for us. I think, to me, it's the death on the cross. Thank you. Thank you. That
0: is true definition of love. Um, and finally, it's a two, two-pronged question. Is it possible to love God and not spend time with him? That's the first part. Second part. What about people who are very busy and work even on worship days?
1: Oh, good. The, the, the first part of the question, definitely no. You cannot pray, claim to love God and if you to spend time with him. Just the same way you can't say you love your partner and you don't want to spend time with your partner. So that one is definitely not so. But I will look at um, the, the second part, John chapter 4. John chapter 4, the story of the Samarian, uh, Samaritan woman that Jesus Christ met. So, he, he said to Jesus, your forefather said, this is the place we need to worship. So, in the olden days, if you have not been to the temple, you have not worshipped. Jesus Christ said, no, 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 that's not, that's not worship." So, there are countries, there are nations of the world that people are not free to worship. And people are still worshipping God there. So, it is not the physical place that we, that we have. That determines whether we worship God or not. Bible, Jesus Christ said in uh, John chapter 4, I'll read verse 23. Okay, let's start from 19. The woman said to him, Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain. And you just say that in Jerusalem is the place where one ought to worship. That until you go to Jerusalem, you have not worshipped. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me. The hour is coming when you will, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem, worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We know what we worship, for salvation is of the Jews, but the hour is coming. And now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth, for the Father is seeking such to worship him. God is spirit, verse 24. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the worship is not confined to a place. Not confined to a, everywhere you are. As you are driving, as, as you are eating, in your heart, in your spirit, you worship God. Praise the Lord.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Sorry, I did say it was the last question, but just on something you said, sure. I'm just going to ask a very cheeky question. Um, so you said that um, with the first part of the question that you cannot love God if you don't spend time with him. But in the world, we are not of the world, but we are in the world. Yes. There's love languages, right? There's acts of affection, quality time, acts of service, gifts. Obviously, you can't buy g- God a gift, but you get where I'm going with this. Definitely. So, if we don't necessarily, you know, spend time with it with him, could our acts of service? Well, I guess you've actually answered that because that's part of the seven <laughs> questions. But if it, it, is it just in order to love God totally, you have, to do, you have to follow those seven or could you omit one for another?
1: What, what, what I would say is the, the love grows. Love can grow. Am I correct? Yes, so love can grow. The more of him we know, the more of things we do, you know, because we are physical, we only count things that we do. Our heart, if it's right with God, is a worship, it's a sign of, of love. When we obey his commandments, when nobody's there, you're worshiping God. So, the praise and worship is part of it. The Bible reading, the time you spend in prayer, the time you spend in talking to people, you are helping others, it is all part of, part of it. But the point is this, in your heart of heart, you will know whether you are serving God or not. In your heart of heart, you will know whether you put God first or not. In your heart of hearts, you will know which one is priority. Is he God? Is he other things? Praise God.
0: Yeah, hallelujah. Thank you. And there's another question, but I think you've answered it. It's how will you describe love? And like you said, love is the ultimate price, which was on the cross.
1: Death. The, the description of love. <laughs> oh, I, the description is in all those things we mentioned. We said, there is this advert. It says, if you love me, you prove it. It's am I correct? So it is you describe it by the things you do. Jesus described his own. He demonstrated it to us by by the by the sacrifice. By the you know, some people their own description of love, their love and is flower. That's one of things. So the same with God. God knows what is what, what like like that that man that Jesus Christ said go and sell all that you have and give to the poor and follow me. And the guy said, that one, I cannot. So when you ask him, do you love God? Before that encounter, he will say yes. He said yes, I, I give my tithe, I go to church, he was describing love. Whereas to God, God sees that he's not even number one on, in his mind. So as far as God is concerned, the guy doesn't love him. So your description of love is your best that you can give.
0: We hope you were blessed by that message. You can keep up with more of our content on our social media. God bless you.